0: Well hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Fight Philosophy Podcast featuring local MMA phenom and fellow Bella Woodsman, Sean the Midnight Express Brooks fresh off his recent knockout victory at KZilla 54. This is the second installment of our Fighter Spirit Series, and Sean is a perfect example of the sort of fighter we wanted to interview for this podcast. In this episode, we discuss Sean's upbringing in the foster care system, his service in the Marine Corps, at Reh, his introduction in MMA, his losses, his victories, his professional aspirations, and his approach to training and preparation. Sean has the perfect balance of aggression, humility, confidence, gratitude, and self-awareness. And it, I mean, it really comes out in this episode. He's an explosive and entertaining fighter, and you should go check him and all the other local MMA fighters out at Cadezilla 57 in Ashburn, Virginia on June 15th of 2019. Sean will be fighting for the welterweight championship, and I know it's going to be one hell of a fight. Cagezilla is the premier local amateur MMA promotion, and they always put on an amazing and well-orchestrated show. And if you listen close enough, you just might hear a familiar voice on your TV if you're watching the fights from home. What? Stay tuned. Okay, so this episode is brought to you by our good friends at Annandale Eye Care. Annandale Eye Care is your go-to location for complete and professional optometry services. They are locally owned and operated and will see to your specific needs. So, if you're in the DMV and you need glasses or contacts, don't go to one of those janky-ass national chains in a mall. Go to Annandale Eye Care. I got my glasses there, and I guarantee you won't be disappointed. All right, let's get on with the show.
1: Ready? Here we go. Fight Philosophy Podcast, episode number eight. Number eight, Fighter's Mind series whatever we're calling this thing and i just like to say that this is chad by the way i like to say that last episode we invited jamal to be an honorary bison and this motherfucker fucked it all up talking about greatest homecoming in town or something like that greatest homecoming on earth, right motherfucker and because of this blasphemy that they keep having and keep talking about as if it's a real thing nobody even knows when their homecoming is Except for them. Oh, okay. um, so we have officially rescinded it, and he is now in the category of somebody who might have gone to Hampton Institute. Bottom of the barrel. That's it. Now you
2: can introduce yourself Jamal. One, two, three, and the place to be is Jamal. And again, I love all HBCUs, but because of my association with Chad, fuck Howard. <laughs> I said it. I stand yeah, by everything man. I say. World,
1: <laughs> so, yeah, now you know that we can cuss on the episode. We have a, <laughs> we have a guest in the studio today. We got the the powerful Sean Brooks. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Here. Hey, everybody.
3: It's Sean Brooks, a.k.a. Midnight Express, courtesy of Mike Pagano, or Braun Sean Brooks, courtesy of Mike Wilson. i hey, in here with like cast uh, philosophy. Getting it yeah, in. Let's yeah. go.
1: Here we go. So let's jump in. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from?
3: I am from Maryland. I was born in Annapolis, raised throughout, like, I got, like, a different kind of upbringing. I was in foster care, so I was all mm. over Yeah, Maryland, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, how was that? You ended up bouncing between a lot of families and yeah, stuff? Yeah, right?
3: 12 different uh foster families, three different group homes. I was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh.
1: Where did you end up uh, uh, settling?
3: Um. So, like, I spent my the majority of my older teenage years, mm-hmm. you know, when I was already grown, like, 14, going on, like, 25 those years <laughs> in Charles County. Okay. I, yeah, I've been to, like, four high schools in Charles County. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's right. There's a lot of, a lot of randomness yes. there. Damn. Yeah. So, finished up high school. Uh, finished up high school, graduated in 2011, immediately went to the United States Marine Corps. hmm And then right after that, um, just got into fighting, got mm-hmm. into fighting. I had a real great job traveling the country. So, I've been to, like, uh, 37... Of the fifty states, nice. uh, climbing towers. That's I was true. a telecommunications technician. Okay, yeah, your life was great on the road, but you can't go yeah. on the road when you got a girl and you're trying to fight.
1: Yeah, you ain't yeah never yeah, home. Surprised. <laughs> surprised, man. So, well, how did you? Um, what what inspired you to go into the
3: Marine Corps? Um, so coming like up, um, even though I was in podcast, I had a great great connection with my grandfather, RIP. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Jones, I uh, he was a a, a Vietnam veteran mm-hmm. of the Army, drafted. Uh, served honorably, Purple uh, Hearts recipient. He um, he was a great man. He was a hero. There's actually a, a a story on him and how he saved 13 people. Mm-hmm. Um, But uh, so it was like an inspiration. And then I got to the point when I was in high school, this is when it really happened. I was in love, right? <laughs> I was in <the> love, right? <laughs> we all? And I was like between, because, you know, in foster care, like there's pros and cons. Uh, pro was uh, the state pretty much helped you pay for your, like pretty much paid for your, your school. As long as you went to school, college within uh, within Maryland. Mm -hmm. So I had that option to go to college. And I was great. I was smart. Um, I was so smart that I was like, you know, when you have like high intelligence, Mm -hmm. you're not so smart. Like you're really like intelligent, but then you don't utilize your intelligence. Mm -hmm. You're just lazy. Mm -hmm. I know all this stuff. I don't got to go to school. So um, long story short, uh, I was dating this girl. Her brother decided to join the Marine Corps, and I was in love. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do it, too. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> okay. and then, like, three weeks out, he gets a tattoo on his neck. Oh, I'm not joining the Marine Corps no more. Because you got a tattoo on your neck. It's against protocol. You can't do it. Uh, Regulations. Oh, can do it. Against regla- uh, regulations without getting, like, a uh, I forget the word for it. But they give you, like, passes for certain things. And Waver. he, a waiver. There we go. Bam. And he just pretty much said, "Aunt, eh, I'm not doing this. And I was already, like, stuck.
4: <laughs> Plus,
3: I wanted to do it anyway. I wanted to test myself. And um, long story short, right before I left, kind of my fault I was a dick. She broke up with me. <laughs> right before boot camp, she broke up with me. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of my fault. And, you know, I was a dick. I was wow. young and dumb.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, you're young. You're starting not only a new career, but very intense one that's going to have you ending up wherever. So exactly. it's probably for the best anyway. So... How have those experiences between your childhood and <clears> your? Oh, before we get there, the sports. Did you play any any sports while you were? I in played it?
3: pretty much every combat sport you could think of. If it didn't <laughs> have combat in it, I didn't want nothing yeah. to do with it. I was like, so I wrestled in like high him school. Already. Exactly, <laughs> I was wrestled in high school, played football, and then um I was going off for a lacrosse team that we only had in my last, I think my last two years. So I went off for a lacrosse team, had a couple practices, and then um I never joined. It was a like just with being in father's was conflict of like. Having that, like people helping me to do what I wanted them to do,
4: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. hey,
3: just do this, and then like okay, cool, well, we'll get you there, so on and so forth. Like all my practices, I pretty much walked all of Georgia. Like my school wasn't too far, but I walked yeah. to all of Georgia. Like, sleet, rain, snow, walk to practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn, two days for a uh, summer season, walk to practice for yeah, a, yeah. yeah. So, to a summer camp. For- yeah.
1: So, I mean, that's a lot of ordeal, a lot of a lot of randomness, a lot of things that you have to kind of be self-motivated to get yourself through school, through all your activities, Marine Corps. How where do you draw on that with where you are now in your fighting career?
3: So when it comes to me and fighting I mean where I draw from, like everything I've been through since like my upbringing was like different and I was angry because I wanted to be with my mom and stuff like that. I was always in fights, whether it was my fault or their fault, like majority of the time when I was younger. I was kind of angry, so it was like probably my fault. As I got older, <laughs> it was other people's fault. <laughs> then I got into high school. I was like, I was smart. Like I love numbers, so like I was like I didn't even fight. Like I wouldn't fight anybody in school. Like if you had a problem with me, you're fighting after school. <laughs> you get butt with. Like, I got jumped by like three people once at high school. And, like I had two, pe- like two cars followed me. Like I was in one car and another car followed me. Of people like that were there to see me fight. <laughs> Jesus. And then like this dude like had touched my ex that I was in love with. And then I'm long story short. Um, we got in a fight. Three of them jumped me. Nobody out of the two cars that were with me got out. They were like, you had it. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> fuck y'all. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I mean, like, you're right. But, yeah, I had it. And, like, one guy did end up getting out Julie Julian. He came out and, um, like, fought the one guy that, like, snuck me. Like, the for, like second person to jump you like, he snuck me. But uh, then after that, it was just like. Yeah,
2: They're getting jumped ain't for us. Yeah, no. Like it. no. Well, it wasn't fun for
3: them. They thought they had like yeah. they, 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 they thought like things were gonna like yeah we're gonna handle this. Guy. Do you even still call it being jumped
1: when you actually win it? Like what I, do you, we need I, to. What is the term? That, for that? is
3: funny. <laughs> that is funny. I got in a fight in middle school because um, these guys like pretty much got me suspended from school because I was joking around. I was on the bus one day and I was joking. Um, hence, I joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> I, I was like, ha, ha, ha. at the end of the school year, somebody should blow the school up. And Oof. they told, like, they Oof. snitched, <laughs> yeah. and I got suspended, right? I got, oh, I got expelled. And I was just joking. Like, I was like, ha just blow it. And, like, I was yeah. literally, it's like, after joking. After Columbine's. Exactly. So long like story short. <laughs> uh, you know, and right. like, he was my friend. Like, we played football together, like, pound ball together. So I'm like, why would you snitch? Like, I was so confused. So long story short, I waited outside the bus to stop one day. We live in the same neighborhood. He live right across the street from me. And then I waited. There was two of them. I waited. The bus dropped them off. And then I proceeded to fight the both of them. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> they they fought back. One guy he hit and then like we left the other one, fought back for a little bit. Long story short, I got press charges on. Mm-hmm. See, young and dumb. I was still in middle mm-hmm. school. Oh, I was actually a freshman in high school. Waited till, you know, I was out of school to do this.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. The little bomb threat thing, the court was like clearly he was joking and mm-hmm. they didn't care anything about it. And um I had a second degree assault charge for a uh, but I was like it didn't even like yeah. I was a minor, so yeah. yeah. I was young and dumb.
1: It's funny talking about like street fights and shit. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about uh Alex Jones, who is hilarious and he's also batshit crazy. I don't know if you <laughs> ever heard of this guy, Alex Jones. He's like conspiracy theorist. But he, he essentially like he he tells this story about his life and it's all wrapped up in lies. And one of the lies that he tells is that he was jumped by the football team, the varsity football team, when he's in high school, and he fought off the whole the whole team. varsity football team. And then he tells a story about how the fight happened, like, oh. and all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in the lunchroom, and one of them comes up and he and he pushes me, and I hit a pow. And then another one comes up and pow. Like whenever somebody says pow, and they're talking say, about bro, a fight. You know I'm they're fucking lying. I to say the same thing? <laughs> to say As soon as you say pow, I was like lying. You know they're lying when they say pow. Should Punched on sound that. like that.
2: <laughs> Should <laughs> Adam West sound effects the, the right. fuck out of here? Pal you. <laughs> <laughs> <He
1: fell.
4: laughs>
1: man, yeah so man that's so i mean a lot of a lot of a lot of fights a lot of um a lot of adversity um and you, you have you're fighting through that in your in your fighting career now also mm-hmm. i mean you've, you've had a lot of adversity um in the road that you have getting to the point that you're at now um but before we even get to that what um so you like to fight well, you ended up fighting a lot. Yes. I, I want. Yeah. To, what um,
3: what pushed you into competing in MMA? Bam. So I did not know. Like I went to like I never like did any other than wrestling two years in high school. I never legit and like went to a martial arts school or boxing. I went to like a boxing school like a couple times, like two times that I can remember. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like I walked in. Um, I like one of my foster parents were with me at the time and like. Like we just, they just checked me out, all day and then it was like nothing. I like wanted to pursue it, but it was nothing that they pushed me to pursue. Or like, okay, cool, you want to do this? We're gonna get you here to do this. So I never like pursued any form of martial arts other than the two years in wrestling in high school. So um, I was a good fighter. So we get into boot camp. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> my senior drill instructor loved me to death. Like I came in my first three days, they made me um, uh, they made me uh, guide of the platoon. So like you're like, here's a drill instructors, here's you. Here's all the other wrestler recruits, like <laughs> you and your squad leaders, wrestler recruits, and um. So long story short, he made me guide, and um, he's like, "Yeah, Brooks, hey man, what did you do before you came in?" He was like, "Real cool, like talking to me, like, like, like I'm chilling and relaxing," and he's like, "Uh, like just chill." Um, long story short, he's like, "I'm gonna get you huge. I'm gonna put you on double rats." I did not know what double rats was. I was already big. I was like, I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was big. Like all four years of high school, I was 170 pounds, five ten. Like I came in as a freshman, 170 pounds, five ten. All the way through high school, 170 pounds, five ten. <laughs> <laughs> like I was 170 pounds. They had a wrestling weight class at 171. I would miss wrestling weight class at 171. so I had to weigh in over 171 so I could wrestle at 215. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was wrestling people Damn, like 40 pounds. Big boys, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like 40 pounds heavier than me, just as strong as me. But long story short, like I thought I could fight, and I could. Like as far as like I could beat up your average Joe. Like I could take a punch and so on and so forth. And then um, I got into the Marine Corps and like. Our platoon just known. Like, they used to take me from each platoon, like one platoon to the other platoon on different decks, and they had me like beat up whatever shitty Marine they didn't like. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, Brooks, go over there. Like, we'll be doing McMap. Hey, Brooks, go over there that guy. And then, like, they'll be watching if I don't do something. Like, if I don't sweep him hard enough, and you're not doing it hard enough. I was like, okay. <laughs>
4: awesome.
3: I'll do it harder. <laughs> like, then I'll be like sitting there saying sorry to like the other recruit, I'm sorry. And then, like, they must not like you. I didn't love it. So, like, they had me like, I was just. And our platoon was just known for, like, all my – my senior uh, instructor, staff sergeant man, all staff sergeant man said we do. It. He's like, I got a bunch of monsters. All they fucking do is eat and fight. <laughs> like, <we're gonna> eat <laughs> and fight. Like, and so one day, um, Nick Pugh, I try – he actually – he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I think he's a purple belt now. Um, but he used to fight before he joined the Marine Corps. And um, we were just messing around rolling with some wrestlers that wrestled, and uh, we were there, we were wrestling. And I thought we were just wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I take him down. And then he pissed me in a guillotine. I thought, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> like I did not before the Marine Corps. I did not know what the UFC was. I didn't mm. know. What, I didn't even know what mixed martial arts was. I knew there was martial arts. I didn't know there was mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Like, they mix it all up. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I did not know what the UFC was. Never saw a UFC event. And then this guy that weighs like 150 pounds pissed me in a guillotine, and I'm like, "What the fuck do I do?" So I'm like all right, dude, I can't breathe. Like, I got to actually tap. Like, instinctively, I was like, let go <laughs> So, and then that's what got me into uh, MMA was. Damn,
1: that's crazy. Yeah. Yes, I, I remember I saw a, a video, VHS, of UFC 1, and I was... Shit. I was not. In, I, I actually was not impressed by the jujitsu because you grew up in the time period where the bigger, stronger man is supposed to win. You want to see people getting hits of so the jujitsu aspect of it. when Hoist took over and I'm like, ah, right, this is boring. I don't want to see this. I was actually more impressed with with his brother Hickson because he has the stature that we were right. used to seeing at the time. And then move forward, you start seeing pride fights, and I'm like, man, this shit is brutal. Seeing people get stumped in there. and I was like, I never do that shit. <laughs> 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 and now this is, you know, pretty much my profession. Um, but coming from wrestling, like you don't have shit else. Coming what? from wrestling. N- I think even at that time for us, it's like there was no direct path from being a a collegiate-level wrestler to MMA. There was no direct path. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew how you actually got there at the time. And especially, you know, I guess we... I mean, I wasn't in foster care, but coming up in similar type of communities where it's not like your parents are not supportive, but it's I never... Hard, yeah, yeah. We we didn't have time or money to do anything right. extracurricular. Mm-hmm. So we did. there was no extracurricular martial arts or anything mm-hmm. like that. So you play sports at school, and then you come home, and that's what <laughs> exactly. you do. Yeah. Right. So, like, doing any sort of martial arts, particularly for a living, that was out of the question. Like, what the fuck? We yeah, don't do yeah, this. Not only like
3: that, but then it wasn't at that that level of where it is now. Like mm-hmm. People are, like, it's the next thing. Like yeah. First, it was like, oh, you wanna... I'm gonna grow up and play football now. It's, hey, I'm gonna
1: grow up and be a Fighter, yeah, yeah. I was? yeah, yeah. You never thought about that. Mm-hmm. It just never entered your mind. And now I'm refereeing tournaments with these kids who are, you know, 10, 11 years old, and they are legit on a path to wanting to be yeah. an MMA fighter at ten years old.
3: And now is the time to be an MMA. Yeah, like, yeah, now is the time. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> crazy, man. So you uh, get introduced to it there by your friend in the guillotine choke.
3: Um, so what comes next? Um, I started training. At Royal Martial Arts, uh, shout out to Royal Martial Arts, <laughs> of course, like, hey. of course. <laughs> hey, hey, so long story short, I started training at Royal Martial Arts. But even back then, I'm I'm already I'm already gifted as far as like explosive. I was decent with my hands. Um, like I've been fighting. Like I didn't I, louder.
4: No. Oh, <laughs>
3: so I was decent with my hands, so I was good already. So I well, I thought I was good already. Yeah, and. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll come in here, learn some stuff, and then go fight. Like, my first three fights, I was, I fought, um, I, I didn't fight under any team. I fought as a... Independent. Independent. Yeah, mm-hmm. See, it's been so long, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I get hit in the head for yeah. a little CT, <laughs> so. shout out to CTE. <laughs> 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 so long story short, I was fighting independent. Like, my first fight, I was still independent, but I asked Mike Rural, because they had people on the card, uh, Mike uh, Wilson, they had people on the card fighting their third fighters. So I was like, hey, can you corner me? So he cornered me, and like. I went in and I hit dude with a mean, just this mean cross. Like, I got a post-it picture. <laughs> like, uh. And, um, like, I went in the fight, and then, like, he takes me to, well, I walk him up against a cage, I take him down, and then, like, he takes my back, and he puts me in, like, this real naked choke. Mm-hmm. And, like, as I'm going to break the choke, because the dude's weak, he's a pro now, his name's Mike Ferrante. When I go <laughs> pro, they already asked uh Showed and let me fight you. They said I gotta fight like two or three fights before I can fight you. Cause I think you're like, I think you got like seven pro fights, bro.
4: So, but anyway, I'm gonna go. smash
3: him. I want him to know I'm gonna smash him. <laughs> yeah, <here we laughs> go. Don't care. My Karate, you're getting smashed. <laughs> and there's like, not that I don't like you or anything. It's just, it's, it's, just it's, it's on yeah, principle. So, yeah, it's on principle. Yeah, it's just principle. Cause like, I didn't tap. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to grab his hand. And as I grab his hand, I lose balance. Cause I'm balancing on three points of context. So I'll use and I like falling. So I throw this hand down. And I throw it right back up. The break is like, break grip. And the rest of the tap. And I was like,
4: Mm-hmm. I was like I didn't tap
3: And then like Mike Wilson Like asked me in the background and He was like he didn't tap but I was like I didn't tap And then So I was mad but, Cause like my first yeah. fight You were gonna lose and yeah. yeah And he was already like I don't know like Three and one or something Like that yeah. as an amateur And I yeah. was like Oh well no It was my debut so. mm-hmm. Yeah yeah, it
1: sucks when it comes down to that ref's discretion, ref's decision like that. I mean, it's kind of the um, who was that, that that just happened to Ben Askren and Robbie Lawler yes. and, and the whole tapping I, situation.
3: Mm-hmm. Whether it happened or didn't happen, I, I know he didn't tap, but I'm mixed about that. He didn't, he didn't tap, but did he go unconscious? Yeah, he definitely, he definitely in my definitely opinion, because his hand was yeah. here. Your hand just doesn't drop. No, like this. your hand was dead and dropped. Yeah, and then like you woke up.
2: Yeah, because like, uh, even when you go limp. To try to get out of certain to try to get out of certain submissions or whatever. It I'm doesn't Exactly. It just don't fall exactly. like that. It doesn't exactly. fall like that. Mm-hmm.
3: And then why would you want to go limp like that? Like, your hands up here, why would you want to just drop your hands to the mat yeah. and let it dangle? So he says
1: he was he was relaxing his mind, which is, like, cool. That is what you're doing when you're getting choked. But mm-hmm. when I relax my mind, my, my, my arm doesn't relax. Yeah, my arm, arm like don't like like relax, this. too. <laughs> 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 and I
3: love Robbie Law. Don't get yeah. me, My yeah. favorite fighter is Rory yeah. McDonald. So like him and yeah. Robbie, when they went to that war, man, yeah. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, I was still in the Marine Corps. Yes, like, bam, yeah. one of my all-time favorite
1: fights. So I, th- I think the worst part about it, about the whole situation is like, I can, I can understand Herb Dean's call. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can understand the frustration. Yes. Uh, Ben Askren who again, you know, I have respect for him, but he's being a bitch by and saying fight that, him
3: again. Yeah, yeah, saying that he doesn't want to fight him again after that ass whooping, I yeah, want to fight in the yeah. end. Like, you I was like, it. Herb Dean, for real, for real. Herb Dean, what's his name? Is it uh, Yamasaki that lets people get their ass whooped all the time? Yeah. He pulled a Yamasaki. Like, you should have stopped that fight. He was going to die. Yeah. And you're like, nah, i
1: God, kill him. And <laughs> in all, all actuality, I mean, Herb had the... The Discretion to stop it when he was getting pounded in the face, like that's what I'm saying. He should have stopped it when Ben Askren was it getting then. all those elbows, and then he stops it. So it, it could go either way, mm-hmm. it, it has to happen again. The fight I had, so
3: trying yeah, to back got, out got, of they it, they gotta run this, yeah. Man.
1: Trying to get out of it and say you're not gonna find it. that's some bitch assness. Like, he, you got to, want to find him in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. He got his ass kicked, he's like, I
3: don't want to do it again. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: reffing is hard, though. It is very hard, even with taking a recently, uh, took the USMF, um. Muay Thai referee in judging course mm-hmm. and that shit is so subjective like it's crazy yeah yeah mm-hmm. like to have that level of responsibility for two other people who are engaged in combat like it's I did it because I wanted a better understanding of the rules especially on the Muay Thai side of shit because you kind of want the you want the rules to be a little bit more streamlined and a little bit more regulated consistent, over yeah. here and have it consistent because mm-hmm. Depending upon what promotion you fight for, will depend upon, you know, what your game, what your fight game plan is going to mm-hmm. be. Because certain mm-hmm. judges, most of them come from boxing commissions, come from boxing backgrounds. They might favor hands more. You might have a very, uh, few amount of judges um, and refs who value clinch more.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But when it when it comes to Muay Thai, you gotta we gotta we gotta keep shit consistent across the board. You know what I mean? So the only reason JJ and I had taken this course was to get a better understanding of the consistency of the rules and so that we could teach our, we could coach the students that way so that no matter where they go, they'll be good. Mm -hmm. You don't have Mm -hmm. to change a game plan just because you're fighting in a DMV or because you take a fight in Philly or take a fight in New York. You don't have to change it. Mm -hmm. But even they would give us all these slides and stuff to study and then we had video clips we had to look at and we had to, we had to referee it in real time for uh for the first part, and in the second part we had to judge it in real time.
1: That shit is hard. It's hard, and, and <laughs> regardless of what decision you're making, you're, you're gonna make somebody unhappy. Yep, which sucks. But that's the game. Like two people come in, one person gonna win, one person gonna lose. Yeah. So when you got started, Sean, you you went on a skid basically to to start it off. Um. What keep what kept you training that whole time? Like most people, they will take two three
3: losses and they're done. They're not going to keep doing it. Nah, like from the jump, I, I just knew this. Like this was what I was going to do, but I didn't know. <clears throat> I didn't really. I'm not going to say I didn't respect. But I didn't really. I guess I'll just I'll just say I didn't really respect the aspect of how much you had to put into it. Mm-hmm. Like um, I was trying to work and mm-hmm. do this and that and travel and fight, but no, no. At some point, you're going to get, and you're going to fight. Like, there's fight. Um, so, speaking of judges and their criterias and different regulations, <clears throat> we went to Tar, 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 Tarcraft, mm-hmm. Tiny Tear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, my teammate, um, she was fighting in New York. So, I drove all the way up to New York, the corner where Mike Wilson, <clears throat> uh, Mike Pagano was out of the, um, out the I believe he had a child, so he couldn't. So We went up there to the corner her, and um, they were talking about the rules for amateur MMA, and then they explained why it was this way. Like, they couldn't head kick. They wear shin guards.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I think they, they. I think you couldn't throw elbows. Um, There's so much. I think. I think even like when you're on the ground, you're not allowed to like. I don't. I, I'm, I'm almost. My, I might be mistaken, but I don't believe you're allowed to like ground and pound somebody in the face. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't remember. But long story short is I, I can't fight like that. Like, yeah. I can't mm-hmm. fight like that. When I come, when you look at MMA for the DMV for Virginia, actually, like the rules are no different than the UFC. Mm-hmm. Like the rules are no different. <laughs> they even adopted a new grounded opponent. Like. Hey hey homie um 3 points of contact like one hand down bam you're standing still you got to have both hands down mm-hmm. if you don't got both hands down i'm gonna kick you in the face unless <laughs> like you got a knee or something now, okay but um so i we were there and i'm just like i don't know how you could fight like that like with those different those, with those rule sets Hey, y'all, we're
0: going to take a quick break from the fun to bring you a word from another one of our awesome sponsors, Spark Physiotherapy. Spark is the location in the DMV for all things physiotherapy and strength and conditioning. They are the next generation of physical therapy and will take the time to diagnose and treat the specific cause of your pain. I've been treated there, Have my training partners have been treated there, and we keep coming back. We keep coming back because Carlos and his team are sports pain gurus and get us back on the mats we love so much. It just works. Check out their website at sparkphysio.com, their socials, and their YouTube channel, and the difference will be immediately apparent. Also, Carlos is running a special for all you wonderful listeners out there. He's offering a 10% discount on a comprehensive combat sports mobility evaluation. I've undergone this exam myself and enabled me to focus on my many, but specific, mobility deficiencies. And as a result, I'm a much more flexible jujitsu jitsu player. It's worth every penny.
3: Okie doke. That's it for now. Let's get back to the show. Um, so, I'm, I, I forgot. I get hit in the head for a living, so I forgot
1: the <laughs> so, what were your, so what were your, um... The coaches and cause you were still with the same team that you're at. So that's actually what surprises me, because I thought you were might have been from a different team, were losing and then got with the with the
3: winning team. Negative. So what I now I remember your question. You were like, why didn't I give up or quit?
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yes.
3: So um so I lost one, won one, lost one, won one, then won another one. Mm-hmm. So I was on a two-fight winning streak before yeah. I went on a four-fight losing okay. streak. Okay. And then I won my last two fights. Okay. So how I worked is, again, I didn't respect the amount of time and effort to put into fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't understand it yet. Like, I didn't have... Like, I was at the gym lifting. Like, I love to lift. I I'll lift. <laughs> like, I was, like, going to practice. Like, uh, we had... At, back then, Royal martial, Royal martial Arts started off as a... Um, like, Mike developed his own team. They came... Then they started doing mixed martial arts. But They started off with, like, um, keto mm-hmm. and Taekwondo and stuff like that. Like it was a traditional martial arts school. And then he kicked it off with a roar martial arts, that mixed martial arts, where him, Jesse Mitchell, Rob Matt Maskabeke, Sean Joffe, Mike Wilson, and a few other names, they were all, um, they made a mixed martial arts team. And they were all fighting. Mike Wilson was even fighting. So um, I didn't, when I first came to the school, I would just go to MMA schools, I mean, MMA classes. There's only two. It was Tuesday and Thursday. We had MMA class at 8.30. So I would go to Tuesday and Thursday's class. And then as I started, like, progressing, like, um, everybody started progressing. We started growing more and more. Um, Mike Wilson was doing um, jiu-ji- uh with you guys here at Capitol and at Kaizen. And um, he started coming back. He's a purple belt. And he started working in the uh He was doing in gi and out of gi. I didn't have a gi at the time. So he started doing that on, like, Monday and Wednesday at night. So I started going there with him, and it would just be, like, me, him, and, like, two or three other people from like the fight team or like or his senior students and um we would just do Jiu-Jitsu. So then Mike Regano came and that's like now I gotta leave. I live, breathe, sleep, bleed, MMA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> like mm-hmm. my entire lifting's evolved. Mm-hmm. Um so now it's like this is what I do. This is this is it for me. So like my fighting and style of fighting has changed. And also the fact that I used to my per, my perception of fighting, um I used to just be like, I wouldn't care. Like, even to this day, I'll be like, I'll go fight anybody. It doesn't matter. Don't matter. I'll fight anybody. Majority of my fights, out of my eleven fights, eight, nine or eight of them were all like last minute replacements. Like, you'll be scheduled to fight this person. Everybody keeps pulling up. You're scheduled to fight this person, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. And then bam, you're fighting this guy. Oh, okay, cool. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me. Um, so since my perceptions changed now, it's like I know like I'm like I only want one more amateur fight at the most. Like I at this point I only really care if I fight the amateur fight, but then I do because my coach is like, go ahead, get the title, take the title, it'll help you out with your pro trans uh, transition transition, transition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. pro transition. So I'm gonna take the title. Yeah, I guess no doubt. Yeah, no yeah sure. first round finish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I have no yeah. doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt. Yeah, your first round finish. Good. So you,
1: I mean, it, it, it seems like you um you've been on this path, and then you you had that natural talent. And then you have matured into the extras that you needed to do to fill in the the gaps. You had that talent all along, yep. and that talent carried you so far. And now mm-hmm. you're putting in that extra work and effort to fill in the gaps, so that you have more than just talent now. Exactly. There's a lot more skill and everything in there with it, right. which is which is awesome, man. A lot of like I said, a lot of guys they'll take, you know, a loss or two, and that ends their career. Um, and you have gotten better each time um,
3: learning from them and and growing and fucking getting better. Yeah, I just sat down like before I, right before here I was training with um, like Andrew Kim. He's Mm -hmm. the first, like I think he was my I was three and two, so he's my sixth fight. First person to render me unconscious, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was like a flash knockout. We got to talk, Yeah, just I was like, it's a flash knockout. <laughs> so, like, I love him to death. Like, dude's a beast. Like, I'm, like I will tell, I tell everybody, like, I don't care who it is. He is the hardest hitting one seven in the DMV. Don't care who you are, okay? It's like a 6'3", 6'4", Korean guy. Like, he's mm-hmm. a beast. Um, we were sitting there. We just trained together. He's a, he's a monster. And, um, like, I'm talking to him. And we're talking. I'm like, and everybody keeps offering me. Like, they offered him the fight, me and him the fight. I believe it was uh, I forget what promotion it was. It might have been Kziller. And then um they offered it to him again when they were like, they want you wanted me to fight for the title. Nah, no, it wasn't Kziller, because I told it was uh for Cowboy Fight mm-hmm. Series. Yeah. Was, I was like okay. me and I was like me and me and Kim are boys and like they messaged him. They are like, Yeah, Kim was like, Yeah, we're boys when I fight. And then Kziller just messaged him and asked him to fight. Or and then like he was like he's going pro and I was like, Yeah, we're boys. And long story short, like I was talking to him, like my like whole mindset on it is, and I'm, like, I'm not fighting Andrew Kim unless we're fighting for UFC gold, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> not fight for UFC something. gold, I'm not fighting. You got to get pissed yeah. up.
1: Yeah, when I watch you fight, well, I, I put it on me. So when I was fighting, you know, I didn't have as many fights as you, but even in my competition, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, and my fights, I was, well, up until recently, I brought a lot of, like, emotion with it. Like I would come and go in that I would fight angry, and that's, that's what pushed me through a lot of the bad situations through training everything. I took a lot of mm-hmm. anger with me. And this is up until, like, I'm talking months ago, I finally got rid of that. And it kind of sucked because um, uh, the, the guys that I have fought with in the past, even in competition, like, I, I start to create this bad blood. So, like, um, my last fight was against Colton Smith. And it's, like, for the longest time, even after the fight is over, it's like, I don't want to see this guy. Like Because in my head, you still have that anger. Mm-hmm. And then you finally let go of and like, damn, he's a nice guy. And I could have trained with them and got better after that. Right. And what do,
3: do you fight, like, emotionally, or are you just going in there like it's just a job to do? Um, honestly, I believe at one point, like, I just, like, I, I've developed over it. So at first it was like, eh, I'm just doing this just to do it. Like, the only time I really fight when I was angry is like, it's in a street fight and, like, somebody pisses me off. I'm fighting angry. And then, like, in the cage, I still had that nonchalant those first, let's say, eight fights. And now I'm um, like, I had that nonchalant first nine fights (laughs) like it didn't matter when I lose it was nonchalant There was no emotion in it I'm just training I'm gonna go in here fight and I wasn't training as hard but now that I put so much into it I've realized and I know like no matter what you're you're getting finished like you're getting finished the fastest way to get in the UFC is to beat everybody in the regional circuit and finish them in the first round whether it's by submission or knockout if you got all these decisions and you're 9-0 decisions you're not gonna get there buddy you're 9-0 and all your fights go all the way you might get there eventually I'm not gonna lie but yeah. You're not gonna get paid once you get there, yeah, yeah, because they want you to finish. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's changed. It's developed to. I feel like it's a good balance. It's good to have the emotion, and it's good to, but it's not. Don't ever let it go. Oh, like get too emotional. Like you're just being reckless, and then it's um, control chaos. Yeah, control yeah. chaos. Yeah, 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 and you can see it in my last oh, fight yeah. actually. Oh yeah, because um, after when the first fight first started, I was already I was already kind of like he already kind of ticked me off because he um. It wasn't really like his doing, but he like he trains with people I knew, mm-hmm. so I was like surprised we were like, he, like, wanted to fight like like one of the fight anyway. So I was like, I did, they they offered him the fight before they offered him me, and he already said yeah, cause I was supposed to be fighting somebody else, and he's like, I'll fight him. I was like, okay, and then um <laughs> <he> comes to find out he changed. all the like people I know, like James Kelly. He just joined Kaizen, and so I was like, okay, it's weird, and then I was like, whatever. And then um I was watching like a a a, t- a fight on him, and he's fighting this dude that they offered me to fight for Mix It Up Sports, and um the dude was like. They were fighting for the title. Dude was like O and O or something like that. No offense, but he was a he was a fat, chubby dude. You can be fat and beat some beat beat ass, but he was yeah, like chubby, sloppy. Shout yeah, exactly. Yo, so he um shout out to Roy <laughs> he was the Beast. He was a beast. <laughs> Do not let him crucify you, okay? Because you're the crucifix. You getting the yeah. elbows and punches to the face. So he um like he wails. He he whams this dude. He handles it, but then he's like flexing on him and like like uh, walking off. And I'm mm-hmm. like, extra. Yeah, I'm like, why? Like, why? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like so. Not that I didn't just flex with him in the last fight, which yeah, I did, yeah, but yeah. I was angry because I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't, I don't like that. Like, I like the sportsmanship, and not to, like, say anything against him because maybe he was just, like, he was mm-hmm. emotional. He was, like, mm-hmm. excited that he won. So I can understand that, but um, for him to just go, okay, now I'm going to fight you, and I'm like, okay. So then he fights me, and my coach says, don't touch the gloves with him. His uh, teammate just came right off the, like, glove touch and do the left, so mm-hmm. don't touch the gloves with him. So I don't touch the gloves. As soon as I, like, circle around him, throws the left, which is fine because you – you start fighting. I'm supposed to protect yes. myself whenever you want. Yeah, and then I rain those knees. But then he eye pokes me. I'm like, okay, I- accident. But then we touch gloves afterwards, and he starts rushing me. And then like you see it like <laughs> after I like boom put on that uh, defense and I bounce off a cage. Like I started smiling. <laughs> like I got I was like, oh, you want to you want to talk to Patricia? <laughs> you want to talk to Patricia? So I started smiling, and I was like, okay, okay, yeah. I was like, and then um, I wanted to throw. The left, I was standing at South and just throw that leg kick from the left. And then he's throwing a kick. Like, I was like, I, I didn't expect him to kick. He threw a kick while I, while I was kicking and kicked my right leg. And I was like, boom, fell, came right back up. And I was like, okay, oh, you mm-hmm. want a kick. And then I was like, shaking my head, shaking my head. And he's like, he starts nodding his head back. And, you know, I was there, and then I threw that low left kick, that high right kick, which is when I messed my right foot up. I think I kicked him in the elbow, which is why he didn't cover up no more. And like I was just like, okay, that's when the emotion started to come. Because mm-hmm. it was like, okay. And then like Patricia started coming I try to keep Patricia. I don't let anybody see Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so, and then um, yeah, yeah. The, the rest was yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then he disappeared. Yeah, he disappeared. <laughs> I was yeah. like, anybody want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> speaking
2: yeah. and speaking of dead bodies, your uh was it, the fight before that uh, against Logan Die with that uh that head kick KO in the first round. You know what? My <laughs> performance,
3: in my last fight. Yes, um, it was it was a good performance. But I'm not, I it also shows me like when you're like how much like more like, uh, like of course you're always gonna be learning. But I feel like I always feel like I could you know you're as a fighter, you're you're your biggest you're your biggest credit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like I'm looking at I'm like, eh, I could have done this, I could have done that, this and the third. But there here's the difference. Logan died at tape. So I used to like not care about tape. Mm-hmm. Like I used to not care. I still I'm still like either way about tape. I can watch tape. Mm-hmm. They got I'm gonna watch it. If they don't, I'm not. I never like, watched tape. Yeah, like so now I'm on both ways. You know why? Because if you look at the fight my coach said it perfectly. The fight with Logan die, it was choreographed. Okay, it was choreographed. Mm. Cause I knew, three weeks out when I was watching tape, I told my coach, I'ma throw a left hook to the body, right round roundhouse to the kick. That's it. That's all. That's and that's gonna be the end of the fight. And that <laughs> shit happened. And that shit happened. Yeah, dude, that's like gonna it. be the end of the fight. And then he was like, <laughs> oh, he was like, you only gotta throw the left hook. I was like, but I like the left hook. Cause my left hook <laughs> is mean. <Jesus, laughs> it is, <from the laughs> is mean from orthodox. My left hook will eat your body. i like, one of my, uh, I'm doing a bunch of like. Power punches, and I'm just throwing a left hook to the body, and people just stop holding the pad. They're like, "We're not doing left hook to the body." <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, um, and uh, long story short, uh, it was choreographed. Like he did not, he didn't land a single punch. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He, he was... didn't land a single punch because I knew it was just so. So I like tape for like reasons like that. Like I knew, like boom, mm-hmm. he's gonna do this. Boom, I'm gonna touch him a couple of times. He's gonna try and take me down. Boom, my coach. All right, so we worked the clinch, and was like, he's gonna try to clinch with you, and he tries to clinch with you. He's gonna throw a knee. When he throws a knee, grab it, grab it. I throw a knee right back. Once I got a muscle in the cage, it was so choreographed. Um, so it's it's beautiful yeah. for like okay, you literally a Mortal Kombat flawless
2: victory. <laughs> like, yeah, Because you know, yeah. your your slips and faints in that in that particular fight were that shit. It, it was flawless. Like yeah, that, that, so. that, that shit was beautiful. And that right kick came. I was like, Jesus. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I think in like
1: in in, in amateur particularly. um... Tape can be a positive. It can be a plus or a negative. Like, if you're you're a professional and I need to win this fight because it's going to put more food on my table, more money in my pocket, then you study the shit out of that video and you find all the nuances. But at the amateur level, anybody who's taking it seriously... They should be growing leaps and bounds between and each I fight. Agree. So if yeah. I watch your video of you six months ago and I fight you, you should oh, be you better. Be, you so if I'm relying <laughs> on that video alone to beat you, then I could be setting myself up. Now I should I can look at the video and say, hey, the, this is what he likes to do. He's more of a wrestler mm-hmm. than a striker, or right. he's more. Jiu- but I shouldn't be training to beat the person on that video. My mindset has always been, and what I coach is, you should be training to beat the best you. Exactly. So, I, mm-hmm. I always know, like, when I go into any sort of competition and any of my students go into the competition, if you beat them, it's because you were just better than them. Exactly. There was There was nothing more that they could do on that day. Um, if they're training to beat that video, the person in the video, you know, you could just have, you could have learned more tricks that they just didn't spend time preparing for because they were too
3: focused on that video. I agree. So, it's... So I- I agree with you, like, 100%. Um, when I watch video, I never watch video and be like, okay, he's going to do this, like, regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I take it just exactly as your mindset is. I, I look for, like, if, if there's a lot of tape, the better. Because you're like, okay, if he keeps on the same thing every fight, clearly he's not growing, he's yeah. not changing anything. He's, he's got good. his favorites. Every mm-hmm. fighter's going to have Every fighter favorites. got tendencies that exactly. you, you
2: can pick up on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
3: So, um, when there's a little bit of tape, I just look at it like, okay, cool. And I never just say, okay, this is going to happen. This was going to happen. If there's a little bit of tape, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. If there's a lot of tape, I watch it. And I'll try to pick out things. But um, just like you said, I never try to go in there and think, okay, expect him to do this. Expect mm-hmm. As a fighter, as a mixed martial artist, um, when I go pro, I plan on going pro as a boxer, Muay Thai, kickboxer, and MMA, especially starting out. Because, again, pennies on the dollar, you got to get money, mm-hmm. yeah, especially if you want to just do this full time.
4: Mm-hmm. So,
3: um, when I start out and I'm watching tape, I don't ever just go in there. I want to be real rounded. I want to be ready for whatever. Mm-hmm. It can go to the ground. For all I know, like I can hit you a couple times. You don't want to, you don't want to wrestle no more. I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to stand up and strike no more. Now you want to wrestle. I don't got no ground game, which I, when I first started out, I had good wrestling, but I didn't like having a, yeah. yeah, it's totally different now on a different level. So if I fight the guy that's 10 and 0, number two in the entire, uh, the, uh, Virginia area and number four in the entire United States, Southeast um, I think he's got like one fight on tape, and I'm like, it's like 13 minutes long. I might watch it. I'm probably gonna watch it because yeah. I just wanna know. Yeah. Like how are you 10 and 0? Are you fighting scrubs? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, but I'm not gonna expect him. Since you're 10 and 0, you gotta be you gotta be able to do something good. Like, yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna just be well rounded and ready for anything. Like I yeah. don't care what it is. Yeah.
1: I mean, because at the end of the day, this is this is your job. If you're planning to go into this um and make it make a living off of it, like your job. Will then be to just get better, yes. Because the more the better you get, the more that you get paid. But then, it, it, and we've talked about this before too, is like even if even though you're getting paid, like you're not out there, like you're never gonna make as much unless you are um, UFC champion, which you will be in three different weight classes. Damn. But, but Damn, on, let's, put, uh, hey, let's put it out there, everybody knows. But but on the way there, you know, you're not making that much money. Like maybe a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's less than you know. That's almost median income for this level. So right. it's not like you're out there balling. So there, there's something greater.
3: You still live in an apartment.
1: Right, right, <laughs> right. There's, There's got to be something greater. And everybody that we talk to on this show has shown that there's a passion or there's a desire or there's something in there greater that is keeping them in this more than just making dollars on it because, you know, it might not ever happen. But at the end of the day, you know, you're know you putting your best in it and you you know you're happy with that with that result and i can see that you're doing just that yes i love this. i love this yes. um so you're you're training a lot you train today um and i'm assuming you're probably
3: doing like what six days a week so now when i train it all the like i still i still like to lift do yeah. my own lifting oh my you gosh. know if you my don't put own, those weights yeah, down. i like to do my well not like I, so it's, i don't just go out here and just like <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm pretty strong. I've always been strong. Like I said, I was 170 pounds in high school wrestling with 215-pounders. I was, like, benching, like, 275 in high school, squatting, like, 405. So I was always strong. Mm-hmm. And um, then, um, like, long story short, like, now when I lift, I don't ever try to, like, lift heavy. I do mm-hmm. a lot of, like, light repetitions. Yeah. Um, sometimes I feel like I want to, like, if I want to max out with something, I find whatever I think is my heaviest weight that I know I can rep. That's how many reps I can get forward. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't ever just go in and be like, all right. Like, three, 350 on the bar. I can go, no, boy, Goodbye. you need your shoulders. <laughs> 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 <Goodbye>. <laughs> and plus, I want a huge chest that I start punching. My punches be way out here. Yeah. Somebody punch me straight down the middle, come chest all in the way. Yep. <laughs> so um, so I like to do my own lifting sometimes. But Mike Pagano, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So, like, when I'm on weight cut, like, I used to cut. This is another issue. Where I got dropped a couple times. I used to cut 25-plus pounds. Like, I've wow. cut 27 pounds in five days. Damn. Like. Like, I used to, I just, boom, cutting this weight up, like, that's, it. but it, I never had to cut weight in high school, so it was easy for me oh, to cut yeah. the weight. But what I didn't know is, even if I what I used to retention like, 25, one day, one weight cut, I dropped 26 pounds in five days. In 24 hours, I put on 28 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was heavier than before I started fighting, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but long story short, like, what I learned and recently learned is, like, I knew, like, it would affect it, so it might affect your cardio, it might not, but the retention to what the uh fluid surrounding your brain mm-hmm. that you dehydrate it takes longer yeah. mm-hmm. to get back there. Yep. So you start hitting me with heavy punches to the head. Well I ain't got much fluid around my body right here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Just dropped twenty five pounds, twenty six yeah. pounds yeah. in five days. So yeah. now I'm um, when I go pro and starting now, I'm keeping my weight under one ninety. I wanna do anywhere from one eighty five yeah. to one eighty eight. Uh and when I come in fight week, I don't wanna ever be any more than I like Last fight cut. I was one weight cut. I was 187. The one before that, I was 189. Um, Mike Pagano kills me every time. He's like, I'm gonna, like kill you. Like he gets so mad. But I'm like, he's like, you're not put. He's like, you got to be 182. 182 is your max. And I'm like, okay. Like he gets mad if I eat lettuce. <laughs> 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 like, like, like I love him to death. And like everything he does is for my benefit. And um, like it's just he's 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 a great asset to the team. I love him to death. And like when it comes to him. And his lifting, man, he makes twenty five pound dumbbells seem like they like mm-hmm. eighty five. So I don't yeah. even like. That's why I like doing my old lifters. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> like I get with him. He's like, oh, you gonna pick those up? You gonna do this? And I'm like, oh, right, you ain't gonna. Be, you twenty five ain't nothing. Hold up, big dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hold, <laughs> up. Yeah. Like, hold up. Hold up. You tried the, the
1: the kettlebells yet?
3: Yes, yeah, we do kettlebells <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Then I um I gotta go buy some from my house. I like to keep things traditional too, not to give away any of my secrets. But you know, I work with my sledgehammers on my tire. I got my oh, old yeah. like three hundred fifty pound tire. Um. Summertime's coming around, taking the ax to the trees outside. We, yeah. I got, like, three acres, so we're blam, um, and just whacking out
4: some trees. Yeah, yeah
1: like, That's man. I mean, that's a good training. That's a good functional training. I, myself, I haven't done – I haven't lifted a barbell other than, like, you know, just checking out, like, doing physical fitness tests, what? like fit, fitness tests, seeing where my bench press is and whatnot. But I haven't trained with the with the barbell or dumbbells in at least two years, at least. Yeah. And I feel stronger now than I did then. Doing, uh, we exclusively do uh, kettlebells, steel mace, sandbags, sledgehammers, and and body weight stuff, basically. Definitely. and and translating into fighting, you know, you're you're never gonna hit somebody with the motion that you do a, a bench press with. Not at all, um, despite never. what they tell you at CrossFit MMA. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: so yeah, especially with with. I I I agree with, with a uh, barbell with dumbbells. I think it's dumbbells. Yeah, like dumbbells it's are good, different because that's unilateral. You can actually do. That. Yeah, like, yeah. You can do the full rotation. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask something. Uh, so do you feel stronger, even when it comes to um like jujitsu, where you're you're forced to use like I can understand being stronger. Yeah. As far as punching and kicking. Yeah. And um, without working uh like well, barbells,
1: I think but. what I think about now is like there's there's a balance because I my last fight was nine years ago. Other than just jujitsu jitsu competitions. Right. But 36-year-old Chad would fuck 25-year-old Chad up. I mean, 36-year-old bad. Chad got, like, romance stuff. But the difference is what, you know, 25-year-old Chad was, you know, I deadlift 500 pounds to sit down and grab it. So I had a lot of explosive strength. I lost a lot of it on fight day because I was cutting a lot of weight. But then what I... What I had in strength, I did not have on the savviness and the technique. Indeed. So so nowadays, you know, I don't like getting hit. You hit me a couple times, I get a fucking headache. So you might hit me once or twice, but I'm going to get this fucking takedown. And then once we get down to the ground, I don't use a lot of strength on grappling because I've been doing it long enough now that I know where I'm going to end up. And I know even if I'm not in my best position, you're not going to have a hard time hitting me, um, just even if I'm on the bottom. So I'm comfortable there. So I can go rounds and rounds we do rounds and rounds and rounds of of just grappling. So that doesn't really use a lot of strength I don't get tired grappling. Um so I, I don't have to be that strong with right. it so now the, the strength training that I do is more so like I have to do extra strength trainings because I don't exert a lot of energy doing jujitsu. Good to go.
2: Um but I think the functional fitness though is it helps your it helps your small twitch muscle fibers respond faster.
4: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, as yeah.
2: opposed yep. to bench pressing, squats. I mean, squats are always going to be beneficial. Yeah, squats, it's still, it's, keep it's, it's still, it's still yeah, a compound squat, movement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, but using like using using your kettlebells or using shit like um, like get those egg weights. Like if you want to uh, really multi- work on your rotational stuff, like fuck the dumbbells. Like get, <laughs> get, like, get some egg weights. Like and that shit. Yeah, right really now, I'm still helps. Using
3: dumbbells. I'm going to get the egg weight. Yeah,
2: they they really help, but I think, you know, like the functional fitness in in general just helps your nervous system respond faster, especially when you're in a semi-fatigued state. All right, y'all, Abe here again, giving you one more quick
0: break from the banter to give you all the four and one on the awesome Comfort One Shoes. Comfort One Shoes has 17 locations across the DMV and much like our other sponsors, they are truly the experts in their field. They have a full line of sports, casual, and dress shoes for both women and men. And for all of you wonderful people out there listening in the DMV, Comfort One has been kind enough to extend us a discount. All you gotta do is mention the super double top secret code, FIGHT10 at the register, And kaboom, ten percent off your total. If you prefer to shop online at ComfortOneShoes.com and enter Fight10, that's Fight10 at checkout, you will also receive that same ten percent discount. Again, there's 17 locations all around the DMV. If you live here, you're never too far from one. And if you don't live here, use the fucking internet. Whatever you do, give them and the rest of our sponsors your business. They'll do right by you. I promise okie dokie that's enough of me thanks for listening let's get back to jamal sean and chat Bye-bye.
1: yeah yeah it's a lot of, i mean the the whole i guess the
3: science behind it all has has improved so yeah, it's much oh, shit, it's it's Yeah, really yeah. Like, there's so much more they've like just you see fighters over there touching lights just because you know react to that light
1: yeah yeah we have we had Oracle a guy who was um What's his name? He trained out at a, a Tacoma Park location. He does that for a lot of boxers. That that reaction time stuff. And it's like, they man, it's work. awesome. There's man. so many tools out there now. It's and I like
3: reacting. Like I like to. I like to fight off the counter. Like if yeah. I got pressure, I'll pressure you. I mean, You're gonna go sleep, sleep. Because <laughs> 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 when you when you counter, it's it's pretty. It's like pretty. You can go here and like I, I I'm all I'm all I, I I knock you out. I knock you out. But um, my last punch was a cross. I, everybody keep. Oh, he threw the overhand. right now. it's a cross. I'm all. <laughs> if you throw overhand right, I'm all with overhand right. But I feel like I'm. I mean, I'm all about. I want the finish. I want. A, I want. I want a great performance. But I'm all about like. I'm not all about. But if it's pretty, it's pretty. Like that yeah. kick to the head for Logan. Die pretty. My last punch. They. It was a. It wasn't. A, it, it was like I had to press him. I had to rush in and hit him. Like. But it's almost as if it, It's what um. It's like it's not like you don't have confidence in your striking, but you're like, oh, pushing, you're pushing for the finish, pushing for the finish. I never try to seek the finish, yeah. So I always try to fight off my counters because like, you throw all these punches and I hit you with like one quick mean left hook or something or, or cross, and it's boom, pretty. You threw one punch, yeah, <laughs> pretty. yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Like, If I go out here and he, all he did was like bum rush him. Mm-hmm. It's not what I did. <laughs> no, <laughs> really.
1: no. Yeah, yeah. And, and looking at your last fight, it it looked like uh, just like you said, it's kind of organized chaos. Like if you're taking the fight as a whole, it's like man, you don't you don't see the nuances of the technique. Right. But then when you go back and you watch that fight, which was only like uh, what two minutes, so <laughs> a, you break a minute, 19 so, so you break it down into 15 <laughs> second segments, you see the 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 changes in the footwork, the angles and stuff that you were finding, um, that you you wouldn't see that if you're just looking at it as a whole. So you do a great job of that, and I'm surprised actually that you. That you say, oh, I'm not surprised. I'm actually not surprised, but it it does. It looks as though you're looking for the knockout, but I think that's just because it happens.
4: Exactly, <laughs> it, it happens. Just happens. Yeah. I'm not looking. Yeah. When
3: I threw that right, that right hand kick, mm-hmm. like I just before he even before he eat like so my my one of my uh coaches that's teammates uh Steve Bento because everybody's like oh how did he know like it was coming? It's not that I knew because I do the kick before he was throwing the cross yep. and leaning to the left. I threw the game already. Yep. It was mm. already on its way. Mm. Yep. But I just knew he had the tendency to throw the cross. And I kept hitting him. Like That was jab, cross, jab, cross, jab, jab, cross. And when my cross was hitting, it was hitting solid, especially the second one. It was loud. Like, the people in the background sitting there watching, like, this one guy was like. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so, uh, it was it was loud. Like, I like I tell right. like, I listen to him. Just listen for the knock. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it. And then, like, you hear it. And I, like, um, so... And he started leaning away. He tried to do take that. I started leaning this way because he didn't want to hit the cross. I when he threw before he threw, I was throwing. I was throwing the kick because I was like, all right. I, I felt like it was going to be open. I was like, I'm throwing the kick because as you can see, he leans into it, and before the kick fully extends, it hits him. Like the mm-hmm. kick doesn't fully extend, it just hits him. It, like mm-hmm. chin hits like chin, and then like and I'm still kicking through. Like he's already falling. I'm still kicking through. Yeah. So chin chin bounces off the chin and mm. then slides down towards his neck and. I'm still kicking through, and he's just falling. But like you said, it wasn't. It wasn't like I read that he was. Like I didn't. I was the one that acted first. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was already throwing it. Then I slipped into yeah. it. He was already. I was already acting. Mm-hmm. And um, That's his tendencies way. messed him up. Like jab. It was really like he got set up because the jab cross kept coming, and he was like tied again hit with the cross. So, mm-hmm. um, he was running mm-hmm. away from it, and yeah, here comes the slate. You set him up to make the
1: mistake. And <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. He didn't want to get hit no more. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. Either. Which is why
2: I'm glad that. You said that you're, you know, that you prefer to strike off of the counter because I, I've been a lifelong counter striker and I feel like, I always felt like counter striking is something that gets overlooked a lot in the in the combat aspect of things. So I'm glad you said yes. that. Push that I, shit I, out I love, there. I love, I love, <laughs> I love the counter because it's
3: gonna surprise you. Like, yeah. like when I fight a pressure fighter, boy, you are in trouble. You fight like yeah. even if I, I, don't care. Like anyway, anyway, I gotta fight. you gonna like at this point now. Any way I gotta fight, you're gonna be in trouble. Like for mm-hmm. all I know, my next fight might just run somebody up against a cage and beat you down on the ground. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But counter fighting is pretty and it gets overlooked for people to actually watch and study martial arts. For example, like we had good commentators. Not my la- not the last fight. The fight before. <laughs> <laughs> so they were decent as far as the action going on. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, Sean Brooks is overall twenty nine and or thirty nine and something. And I'm like, no, that's not technically. That's like my opponent's records. That's what their records reflect. All my opponents' records combined, like they all got winning records majority. So it's like actually they all do. So it's um, like I think I, like out of all the people I fought, I think the total record combination was like thirty nine to like twenty something in mm-hmm. regards to their wins and losses. And they were just saying yeah he's like thirty nine and twenty one. I'm like. <laughs> And like so when people watch the like com like commentation, like or they go on like not the one I post on Instagram, but if they watch the entire fight, and they're commentating, I'm like, don't listen to what the commentators are talking <laughs> about as far as sound like off. as far as me being twenty nine or thirty nine and twenty one. I'm yeah. like, No, I've only had eleven fights yeah, <laughs> Why yeah, would I, still be fighting for yeah, the amateur. Yeah, I had a cu- yeah, I had a couple um unsanctioned fights. But um yeah. no. Okay, that's not true. Why would I like Exactly. Why do I be still fighting like, <laughs> yeah. like 60 plus fights? Like, that is crazy. You're going to be paying me now. Like, <laughs> I'm already like, saying you're going to pay me after 11. <laughs> like, so, um, but like, Kajal is an awesome event. Yeah, yeah. They love them. But yeah, they they, do a good com- job. They, they they just got the words mixed up. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it happens. and yeah, it's, exactly. They're
1: growing, they're growing, in, and they're bringing in new. I won't say new people, but they're adding each time. So even just to have the commentator in there, like
3: when yeah, I was fighting awesome. for them, they didn't have that. Like, like they it, had they a ref live. and a judge. Yeah, like, like it's like you get the same benefits as what pros get. You already mm-hmm. fighting as a pro. Yeah. yeah. Now they've got commentators. They're talking about your, your background story. Now the commentators from the fight before that with Logan Die, they were on mm-hmm. point because they yeah. were talking about how Logan dies is good with his pressure, his pressure is good. But then one guy was like, but Brooks is counter-strike and counter uh Counter uh, grappling is, is beautiful, so on and so forth. Like they, they it's like yeah, they must train somewhere. And they, yeah,
1: uh, it takes practice. And now
3: the uh, yeah. the um, the challenge will be
1: for the local promotions to find the guys who are good at doing those things and yes. put them in those positions, rather than just taking whoever right. is whoever they know or whatever. Because like you said, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And as we're building up the the local scene and the amateurs and the and the professionals. The 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 promotions have got to get better. The fighters are getting better. Yes. The fight man, the amateur fighters in this area are as tough as good as some professional Bro, fighters. i will be watching pro fights. I'm like, I'll whip your butt. Yeah,
4: you yeah. <laughs> <People laughs> in the USA. I'm like, I whip your butt. Yeah, I know.
3: Especially then, i will be like looking up, like, or I'll be like, my man's whoop your butt. Like, yeah, like certain weight classes, yeah. i will be like looking at like even not even just on the regional scene. Like I said, there will be like you in the USA. I'm like, my man's a beat up. Yeah, An amateur.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it,
1: sure I don't I have no doubt and so as as the as the fighters get better then the promotions have to get better too um, to grow and add to it so to put more spotlight on those mm-hmm. local guys and then it just makes everything synergistically yep. grow. Then so, I'm sure that's what's gonna happen man. It's got to. Yeah got to. so you um man you're you're super active um a lot of training a lot of fights
3: what are you doing for your um for your recovery um I like cryotherapy a lot mm. I like cryotherapy, I love cryotherapy. I'm about to go by. So, I got my girlfriend's parents' basement renovated. So, I live down there. Because, like, when it came to fighting and, like, trying to live on your own, like, I had my own apartment and then moved in with a roommate, had a townhouse, but paying so much on rent and, like, cars and everything, it's like, no, you can't do all that mm-hmm. and expect to make it in the fight game, especially still fighting as amateur. I'm not even getting paid yet. Mm-hmm. And then when I start fighting as a pro, you're making pennies on the dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you got to minimize your expenses. Like, you got to make yourself uncomfortable. You can't go live no lavish lifestyle right now. Mm-hmm. You got to do what you can to you got you got the like the path out for you. You got to follow that path. Mm-hmm. Like okay, like so right now it's like boom. Uh I pay them like uh 500 a month for rent. Uh 1200 square space in the basement It's fully renovated like a uh studio apartment. So I got like there's no there's no tub though. So I got to like, go upstairs use a tub like mm-hmm. when I'm cutting weight. Or well, I go to my uh teammate Tara's house to cut weight and like they kill me cuz like one day I was cutting weight. They're coming up with boiling pots of water pulling in there, and I'm like, you sons of guys. <laughs> like, they had to carry me out of the tub at one point. Like, I was like, my wake up for Logan died. like, they literally like, had to pick me up out of the tub. I was so dead. The last wake up was good. I was on my leg, like, hey, you're doing much better this time. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't They didn't have to boil no water this yeah, time. <laughs> man, that's rough. Matter of fact, we poured cold water and hot water. Yes. <laughs> so, but, um, so, uh, I'm out of 10, like, I forget how many gallons, but I'm going to buy a 10 bath and put it outside, fill it with ice over the summer and get in it and a soak. And um, we got a jacuzzi. The jacuzzi's good for relaxing the muscles. Mm-hmm. Code, of course, great for recovery. Um, I like to eat. That's my issue.
1: I know that's right. <laughs> that's my issue. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't like it. What is, your, yeah. what is your
3: cheat meal of choice? Uh, it bro, like? that's the problem. You say cheat meal. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mike Pagano was like, hey, bro. Like, even I was thinking at one point, he was like, you can go down to 155 because I want to I hold three different titles. So, I was like, "Is it gonna be 155, 170? I'm gonna hold. Not one. I'm going to. Is it gonna be 155, 170, 185? It's gonna be 170, 185,
4: 205.
3: Okay, that's the issue. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. Go, yes, go up. I get bulkier. Yeah, go up, (laughs) go up, and then work the speed on these big guys. Work the speed. Yeah. And then, um, but then USC might be getting 165. But I feel like if they get 165, they gotta change 170 to 175. Mm -hmm. They will have to shift everything. Exactly, because it'll be that's the only one that got shift. Mm-hmm. all the other weight classes are 10 pounds apart. 170 yeah. to 185 is the only one yeah. Yeah. that's... Until you go yeah, from 205 to heavyweight. Exactly. Yeah. Because 155 to 170 and 170 to 185 is what 15 pounds, pounds apart. Pounds. And then 185 to 205 is 20 pounds, 20 pounds apart. Pounds, yeah, but yeah. all the weight classes before that, before 155, they're all 10 pounds apart. Yeah, yeah. So, But then I feel like 185 and 205, they don't need another weight class between that.
1: No, 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 it's. I mean, because even in collegiate wrestling, you go from I believe it's one eighty five. There might be a there might be a one ninety two. I can't remember. It's been a while. And then you have your your two hundreds two hundred five, and then it goes up to heavyweight. That's what they need to fill the gap is yep. between two hundred five and heavyweight because that's crazy. Mean, that's what they got. Like you yeah. shouldn't have somebody who weighs two ten.
3: Fighting somebody who's two fifty. All I gotta say, you wearing two ten, you trying to fight heavyweight? You better drop five more pounds. <laughs> right, you better you better drop that weight.
1: I mean, that's that's a decent weight cup, but that range is so big. I agree. That's because um,
2: because it's two sixty five is the maximum. Right? Yeah, because yeah, there's still guys that cut yeah. to make the yeah to, to make two sixty five. What's his name? Dirk Lewis. Do cuts to make two sixty five? Yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar cuts Rock, to make two sixty five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I you.
3: <laughs> big guys, you man. Yeah, got, you gotta. Yeah, shoot I them. can see. I can see you doing. Uh,
1: <laughs> I can see you doing one sixty five, one seventy ish, whatever that will make that, and then the one eighty, or even yeah, I've done the one eighty five. Yeah, play. I've had fights at one eighty five. Even if you did, you could do one seventy, one eighty two or five two. I mean, you fight big. So and you're fast, so it, it it could definitely work. I wouldn't want to see you drop down to one fifty five because oh, really? like like yeah, I like to yeah, eat, man. Yeah, well that <laughs> then you take a good punch, but then you drop all that I weight, be and gonna that's gonna yeah. I'd be, be looking you know.
3: like my fights. Like,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not, said Gunn yeah. gunner saying when he dropped me, I was like, okay, weight cut did it. Yeah, I found out weight cut did it. But that's the only reason I want them to kind of institute more more weight classes because like you said earlier, like the fluid in your brain comes back slower, right. which is why. We've always had so many weight classes in boxing. Yes. Sir. A lot of times there's only be a four to five pound difference yes, sir. B- between between the weight classes, which is good because, I mean, shit, you only got these two. We only got these two weapons. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this your main target here. Yeah, yeah. I can't be cutting 20 pounds of weight. And then fights ain't gonna last long. No. You mm-hmm. get knocked the fuck out in yep. the second round, yep. <laughs> and you're already getting brain damage from yes. getting hit in the head. And yes. then we're gonna augment
1: that by asking everybody to cut weight. And it's a risk reward thing. If it's yeah. if, I've always I've always up until recently would cut weight. Yeah, I did it for wrestling. So for for me, it's just something that I'm used to, and I like mm-hmm. to fight big. Like so, I'd rather be the bigger opponent because I'm I'm decently fast for my size, but I'm not fast enough to to keep up with the with the lighter weight guys, and I'm not I don't get as big to be as strong as it. so for me to drop down to say one ninety or something where I used rest of one eighty four one eighty five, mm-hmm. it, it worked out for me that was a good fit. So now I like to compete in that range. So it makes sense, but for somebody to be Walk around at fucking 190, 180. not talking about you in particular, yeah, but, but like, to <laughs> drop down to to drop down to one fifty five. The reward um, has got to be very high. That's who
3: much. was it that dropped down to uh, he got demolished by Connor for the one fifty five title? Um Fuck, who are we talking about? Uh, it some un- sort of E? Is it a E? I was about to say it, I had it. Um
2: what was it Eddie Alvarez?
3: Yeah, yeah, Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez. Alvarez dropped down. Yeah, he was holding holding one three five title and got smashed by Connor. He um I knew it started with an E. Yeah. <laughs> so um he walks around at like one ninety
1: five yeah. and cuts down to on 155. And then TJ, year. TJ Dillis, all that just happened to him. And he then uh him. what is what is the big boy's name? Anthony Anthony um doesn't fight anymore. He's in Rumble, NASCAR. Rumble yeah, Johnson. Rumble Johnson mm-hmm. cutting all that damn weight yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's Man, was kinda
2: he, when he was doing one seventy, that shit was insane. Yeah, there's no way he should have done it. Do eating everybody. I mean <laughs> no way there's no way he should He, do it. he, <laughs> he, he, he had more off, success when he got to two oh five. He yeah. ruined uh-huh. about two three years of his
1: career <laughs> yeah. with that weight cut yeah. mess. He should have just fought at two oh five and he would have crushed everybody. Yeah. He'd still be fighting. But he he wasted a lot of time with that damn weight cut. Now that he's not fighting,
3: you got big big
1: yeah, like, yeah, like you big NFL yeah. lineman, big, big right? He's just
2: like right. to eat. Yeah, he, 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 he he, that. He's doing like uh, I think you said he was kind of bullshitting around with like bodybuilding or whatever. Okay. Like uh, he's fucking
3: yeah, yeah, like not like he's no, he's, not, he's swole, man. he's not fat. I was like like yeah, he's swole. That like, motherfucker he's is jacked. Yeah. Shit, <laughs> that's crazy.
2: Come out, he got got shoot his got shoot his big yeah. ass too. I like
3: talking <laughs> about TJ got TJ got manhandled.
1: He, man, <laughs> like, he legit got pushed. Like, he said, get yeah. off me. He yeah. got he pushed did. and fell to the he ground when he got pushed. Like it it wasn't, you I, ask, I told like,
2: everybody that it wasn't a strike. He got pushed, like, and get he, off me. Like, <laughs> how much
1: of his natural, that all that footwork and the reactions that he usually has, how much of that suffered from being dehydrated right. coming in? Like, mm-hmm. being dehydrated, is, it affects so much more than your, you know, your recovery. It affects your brain. Your body's How dehydrated. You so you your nerve impulses need that water in your body to move from point A to point B. So if you're coming in dehydrated, that's gonna be slowed down also. Yep. So your it wasn't worth it. It was it was a you know, it was a it was a bad risk for him right. to take to take do that fight. And then
3: uh like he might have been on roll. So, you know, <laughs> hey, he just <laughs> yeah, walked yeah. the title, he might have been on roll. Yeah, yeah, you yeah know. we'll see what happens with and that still one. Still got manhandled. So, yeah. <laughs> so you
1: have uh we talked about you planning one more amateur fight, mm-hmm. and then I want then we talk about fight
3: before this year is over. All right, damn. So the best way to do that is I'm gonna pit everybody away in the first round, <laughs> and then and then after I put them away in the first round, they ain't got no local events going on. I'm gonna be like, hey, what's going on wherever? And yeah. I will fly out there. Let's get it. Like everything goes to this, I wouldn't bet Everything goes. To it. I don't care you gonna pay me travel or not. I will come out there and fight. Yeah. Hey. I like to see you on
1: CFFC. CFFC has a they they put on great shows. We have one uh a training partner, uh, Chris Parise. <laughs> He'll be on this show soon. He's he's done all of I think all of his uh pro fights with CFFC, and they have a nice network from CFFC going straight to uh to UFC. They're on Fight yeah, Pass. They're on and Fight Pass now. I, I would love to see you on that. That would be dope. It's on the way. Yeah, man. So do you have um. Not not the next K Zilla coming up with the one after that you're planning for. Yeah, so the
3: one in June. June 15th the June. was the date I asked Jeff the other day when it was. Yeah. After I decided I wasn't going to do it. Come matter of fact, I went out to train the day with, again, I keep talking about Andrew Kim because he's a beast. Mm-hmm. Like, us together, like the training we're going to do together, we're going to be. We're already killing people, so yeah, like never gonna kill. It's gonna be even people. worse, yeah.
1: yeah man, that's worse, great, so. man. I mean, we were talking about this, uh, your your little fight conglomerate, not little, but the <laughs> fight conglomerate that you guys are talking about. I think yeah. that's that's awesome, man. this it, again, like going back on, um like fighting emotionally. Like you go into the fights and you're angry, and then you come out of the fight and you're still angry at that opponent, and so you miss that opportunity to train with somebody. And now I look at it is anybody that I've competed against that that gave me a hard go, you know, I wanna train with yep. those people now. And I wanna, you know, Tim Dawson and and um and uh dang now I can't remember his name. I wanna I was gonna call him Conor McGregor but I never trained with Colton <laughs> <Hey. laughs> no, no, Colton <laughs> uh, Smith, like all of those all those tough guys that I've ever trained with Chris Luter and a lot of the guys in the Jiu Jitsu scene, like if you pushed me, like if I have the opportunity, I wanna train with you like, now. Because we'll make each other better, and then as we go on, it just we we all grow step by step. So I think that's that's really, really uh, it's really great. I hope you guys get that going, um, and it and it lasts. Because again, as as this local scene grows and as you guys get better, it just helps everything. Definitely. Helps everybody
3: get better. It's dope. Yeah. He's uh, fighting the number one ranked guy in Chicago this Saturday. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's I feel game. sorry for the number one. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that like, Chicago, y'all in for a rude wait. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. like eleven and two. Yeah, he' gonna be like eleven and ten after this. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> all right,
1: so pleasure having you on here today, Sean. Any uh, any last shout outs that you want to that you want to throw
3: out there? Uh, just all my teammates, all my sparring partners, all the gyms I train at. Hey, everybody, let's keep grinding again. DMV versus everybody. Hundred percent. I, I love it. That's everybody. Everybody. I love that. That's fucking nice get tagline. it. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Sean DJB, that's my Instagram. Go follow it. There All we right. go. But again, hashtag DMB versus everybody, it's my new slogan. 100 came over with that like an hour ago <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, on the way in. On the way in, yes, yes. Say, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, we, we fight Cast we Fight Philosophy, fight philosophy, podcast. Yes, fight yeah, philosophy man. podcast. That's a tongue twister. It is. Fight <laughs> Philosophy is. Po- Podcast. Yep. Yeah. Right, there you go. Another one more time. Fight Philosophy Podcast. Thank you guys for having me. It's a
1: pleasure. Thank you, brother. 100%, man. man. Appreciate y'all. and Appreciate all the listeners out there. Um, like we said before, if you're enjoying this uh, this podcast and you're enjoying the content we have, the best way that you can help us out is by giving us a review and sharing us with your friends. The more we grow, the more our community grows, and that's what our goal is here at Fight Philosophy Podcast. We have these t-shirts out, and they're dope. If you haven't seen them, check out our uh, social media. Our, we're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, get one of these T-shirts. They're on sale. You can get them for $25. We can mail them to you. No problem there. Just hit us up. Send us a DM on Instagram. Or you can try to win one on our uh, through our social media. So you leave us a review, leave us some stars, and share us. And we're at the end of April, in the April, we're going to pick a winner. We're going to contact you, and we are going to mail a T-shirt to you. All you got to do is stay tuned, leave us some reviews, share us, help us grow. We're going to help you grow. We appreciate all of y'all. Um, if you have any ideas for topics or discussion that you would like to have or anybody, any guests you would like to have on the show, let us know. We will take any and all
2: suggestions, but if you got some bullshit, keep it to yourself. 100% appreciate all y'all. Peace. Later. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah.